All right, hello, good morning, welcome to Valley Creek. We are the church and we have gathered together today to worship God, to spend time in his presence, to be part of what God is doing inside of our church family. And so if you are newer to us, I speak over each one of us. Hope is here. Everyone is welcome. Jesus changes everything. Welcome to Valley Creek. If you're newer with us, I want to encourage you, take a look at the seat back in front of you and check out that QR code. That has some information about what's going on here uh, with Valley Creek. But we're just coming out of eight weeks of an amazing series called Follow the Cloud. This is... Week number nine, so eight weeks where we talked about the journey of the Israelites following an ever-present personal cloud. That is leaving their life of slavery, going into a life of freedom, following God wherever he would lead. And we, we talked about the fact that that journey is not just a story in the Old Testament, that's our story. Except now the cloud is not in front of us, the pillar of fire is not in front of us, it's the Holy Spirit within us. And he's leading us one next step at a time to follow wherever God leads. So it has been an amazing season here. We've been using the three circles as a simple illustration for what it is to follow the cloud. The three circles of journeying with Jesus in identity and relationship and purpose, discovering more of who I am and who he is and what I'm created to do. So today, today, my friends, is a really special day because we're going to not only hear about the three circles, we're actually gonna have an experience with the three circles. We're going to journey, we're gonna journey the follow the cloud journey. That is, we're gonna spend some time in worship and then we'll transition to maybe something else and then we'll kind of experience where, the God, where God wants to lead us one next step at a time, one circle at a time. So today you didn't just come to church to hear another message or to be part of another service. You're actually engaging the whole thing. We're gonna be in it the whole time. And so I'll be leading you through it. My biggest encouragement to you is lean in. Don't miss a chance to experience the gospel for yourself afresh today. The gospel is always softening our hearts. And today I believe Jesus wants to move in our hearts in a really profound way. You see this journey of living free starts with circle one. Circle one is all about receiving his grace, a brand new identity. In Jesus, I have a brand new identity. I am no longer just a sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner, now I've been saved when I receive his grace. The journey of identity is not just trying to make good people bad, it's trying to bring dead people to life in Jesus' name. And so when you have a new identity, you realize I'm no longer like an orphan of this world. In Jesus, I'm a beloved son or daughter in whom the Father is well pleased. Identity changes everything. When his grace is received, grace, the undeserved favor of God, everything changes. And receiving his grace is not just the forgiveness of sins. It is also a change of my identity and empowerment in every area of my life. And so I just want to encourage you, receive his grace fresh right now. Maybe even say that, Lord, I receive your grace afresh right now. I want a fresh dose of grace. When you woke up this morning, you were surrounded by God's grace. You, you have a river of grace flowing over your life, oceans of grace pouring over you and your family. So even as we begin, can you choose to receive his grace fresh for your life? right now. Jesus, we receive your grace as we start our time today.
Jesus, your grace, your love, it pours over each one of us. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. All right, go ahead and have a seat, because right now, what we want to do is take communion. As our ushers come forward to begin to distribute communion, this is how we wanted to start it. It, it, it seems a little bit different, and maybe you haven't been used to us doing communion on the front end of services when we do it. We can't think of a better way to start the day or a better way to experience fresh grace pouring over your life. Like, communion is tangible grace. You, you hold it in your hands, you're reminded of who Jesus is and what he has done. Communion is for everybody who's placed their faith into Jesus. If that's you, you are welcome to take communion here. We encourage you to do that today. And, and understand that as you take communion, you're actually doing something very tied to the story of the Israelites. So you may not realize that part of the reason that when we take communion, that we take a cracker, that we take a flat bread, is because it's connected to the story of the Israelites in a, in a 
been a portion called the Passover. Right before they left Egypt, on the very last day that they were there, they celebrated the Passover meal. And during that meal, they had to take a lamb as a family and, and, and eat that. And they ate a flat bread, a bread that had no yeast. And in doing so, they were setting up a prophetic picture of Jesus as the people of God, that they would feast on the Lamb of God and, and they would partake from the bread of life. And that flat bread that had no yeast, they, they had to make it like that because they had to get out of Egypt so fast, they didn't even have time to put yeast in the dough. And so part of what happens when we take communion is it's God's reminder, we need to get out of our old life so fast that we don't even have time to make a, you know, dough, a yeast inside the dough. We gotta go forward in Jesus' name covered under this, this pouring of grace over our life. And so as we prepare to take communion, I just want to encourage you, that flatbread, that cracker, that's a reminder of the fact that God does not leave us as slaves. He pulls us in as sons and daughters. He doesn't call us orphans. He calls us his children. It's a reminder that you can leave your old life back in Egypt and you can walk forward towards the promised land boldly one next step at a time. Communion is tangible grace. Being reminded of what Jesus has done, taking that into yourself, spending a moment being thankful. We're thankful, Jesus, for your grace pouring all over our life. That's what we're doing today. So go ahead and take the cracker. Take the unleavened bread, the bread made without yeast, remembering that prophetic picture of who Jesus was, the bread of life, and what he was gonna do for his people. See, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread. He said, this is like my body, it's gonna be broken for you. I'm gonna be broken so that you could be made whole. I'm going to be enslaved in that moment to the cross so that you can be set free throughout your life. And he looked at his disciples and he says, every time you take of it, remember. Remember fresh grace. Remember the tangible expression of my love for you. Every time you take it, do it in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together. same way Jesus took the cup. He said, this is my cup of a new promise, a new agreement between God and mankind. No longer will you have to work for it. No longer will you have to do something to make a way back to God. Everything is going to be done for you. It's a new promise between me and the people that I created just like Jesus poured out his blood and forgiveness of sins, so too we remember that sacrifice and we choose to remember it today by taking the cup together. Take the cup. So Jesus, thanks for fresh grace, a moment to slow down, to take to communion, to remember, to lean into who you are and what you've done. We don't take it for granted. fresh grace pours over our life. We see it, we feel it, we experience it, and we never, never take it for granted. Thank you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. All right, so once we move from circle one, we move forward into circle two. We have a brand new identity, which means we can approach God boldly in a relationship, experiencing his presence. You see, God was never meant to be like a distant God out there. He was supposed to be a loving father in here, close. You can be as close to God as anyone who has ever lived on earth in Jesus' name. You can be as close to God as anybody who's ever existed because you have full access, unfiltered access to the power of the Spirit. Spirit. You can experience his presence each and every day. You see, God is not just, uh, just supposed to be known about. He's supposed to be known you're not supposed to just know information about God. You're supposed to know him as a, as a friend, as a father, as someone who's close because he is. And so we choose to experience his presence, to lean in to relationship. We approach his throne boldly. 
And in doing so, we find help and mercy in our time of need. So go ahead and stand back up with me. And the way that we're going to experience his presence today is we're just going to worship. And we're just going to build an atmosphere full of faith. An atmosphere full of the presence of God that's going to touch the people of God and show us and reveal more of who God is to each one of us. So Jesus, we just choose right now to experience your presence fresh, your spirit in this place. We choose to experience your life right now. You are close. You are not far away. You are right here. Oh, 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 oh. 
So before we like rush on to another song, to another encouragement, let's just pause here for a second and just simply enjoy God. So right now, wherever you are, close your eyes with me right now. Maybe even take a deep breath and just enjoy being in the presence of our God.
Come on, keep going. Tell the Lord, you're all we want, Jesus. It's just you. And we say that by faith, even sometimes when you're like, yeah, I know, but Jesus isn't all I want. I know. But sometimes just say, saying it out, speaking into the atmosphere, starts to align your heart with what's true. Starts to tell God what his position is in, in your life, where the Spirit's place is in your heart. And experiencing his presence can begin to change your atmosphere, your thought process, your beliefs, your brokenness. And so that's part of what we're doing is we're just breaking through in the spiritual atmosphere. We're looking at the Lord and saying like, you're all I want. I want my heart to believe that. I want my life to align with that. I want to just, I want to go forward by faith, believing that you are it. And that if I seek you first, everything else in my life is gonna be added to me. If I seek you first, then everything else is gonna start to line up in Jesus' name. And so spirit-filled people walk in the character and the power of Jesus. People that know that they have a new identity love to approach their father in worship and actually experience his presence all day, every day. And once we've done that, we can move forward to circle three. Circle three is all about our purpose. It's all about releasing the kingdom of our father. You see, we don't work for God, we work with God. We're not trying to build our own kingdom, we're trying to build his kingdom, a kingdom that will never end. The kingdom of our father that has no end. You see, what part of what God is trying to do is he's trying to restore what was taken in the garden. In the garden, the original mandate, mandate was to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth, to rule it, to subdue it, to use the resources on earth for the goodness of others and the glory of God, to take back what Adam and Eve lost. And so we are truly hope carriers, carrying hope inside of us and releasing it to the world around us. Circle three answers the question, why am I here? What am I doing? Like, what's my life supposed to be about? What, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? And God begins to reveal it one next step at a time, taking all of that is in heaven and pulling it down to earth. Taking all the goodness in heaven and bringing it down to the lives of others. Taking all the hope of heaven and distributing it out to a hopeless world. Taking all, of the, taking all the peace of heaven and giving it to hearts that are fearful. Why am I here? To release this kingdom. To spend my life releasing my father's kingdom, working with my father. And so the very best way, the very best way that we could do that right now is to actually do it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take some time and pray over each other. For whoever's around you, for whoever you came with, you're going to release the kingdom to them right now. We talked about the fact that we want to think about the world in terms of over there somewhere or get all upset about like, you know, things on the other side of the world. How about this? Let's take some authority over our own space, our own home, our own people, our own friends, our own family. And so the prayers of a righteous person are powerful and effective. If you have Jesus, your righteous identity, your prayers are powerful and effective. You can pray over the life of somebody right now. So what I want you to do is look around you. Who's around you? Who'd you come with? Who's in your family? Who's standing there with you? I want you to start to pray over that. I'm going to lead you. You can do this. You can do this, and if you don't feel comfortable, you are welcome to stand there and pray or sit and pray quietly for somebody yourselves. But today, we're gonna release some kingdom over each other. It's amazing what can happen in your heart when somebody just lays a hand on your shoulder and just declares the goodness of God over you. So begin to do that right now. I just declare that they would receive the goodness of God. Come on, all across the room. Declare the goodness of God over the people you came with. You could do it like that. I'm not good at praying, that's okay. But just receive your goodness, God. I pray they'd receive your goodness right now. Maybe you could just introduce yourself to the person beside you and say, hey, I'm Jason. How can I pray for you? What can I pray for you about? And then just go for it. Prayer is talking, having a conversation with God on someone's behalf. How can I pray for you? Declare the goodness of God. Declare a peace that passes understanding over their life. You know what I could use? You know what all of us could use? We could use a little bit more peace. Declare peace. Come on, a prince of peace that comes and just pours all over their life. is experienced new today. All you're doing is praying the things you want to see and you're taking away the things you don't. 
What's God's heart for them? What's his hope for them? You can even just pray this. God loves you. Man, God loves you. He wants you to know today he loves you. You can say that in someone's ear. You can whisper it in someone's ear right now. God loves you. believe by faith that as you're praying stuff inside their hearts are getting healed literally there's healing going on inside this space because of your obedience to pray over the person next to you things you don't even know places that have been long devastated inside of them are being renewed in Jesus name as you, as you pray so thank you God for the healing of hearts in this place Thank you, God, for the healing of bodies in these prayers, the healing of minds, the healing of souls from these prayers. Thank you, Jesus, that you hear our prayers when we pray them. Thank you, Jesus, that whatever we ask for, you'll give it in your name. Thank you, Lord, that our prayers are powerful and effective. They're able to demolish strongholds in people's lives. Imagine that, you're praying for somebody and something that's had a stronghold over them is falling apart. And Jesus is being enthroned in their life. So thank you, Jesus, for a kingdom that never ends, a kingdom that we get to be citizens of, participants in, that we get a position and a place to release our Father's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, God, for spiritual breakthrough that you want to do in our church family. That hearts you want to heal, minds you want to restore, relationships you want to reconcile. Thank you, Jesus, that you hear our prayers. And thank you, Jesus, that we get to be part of what our Father is doing on this earth. We're not on the outside looking in. We're drawn in close, working with our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Because your kingdom is advancing, it's moving. Oh, thank you, Lord, that we can be a part, that you include us in this. You've given us a new destiny. You've redeemed what we're made for. Oh, so let your will be done. Let your kingdom come right here in our hearts. Let heaven come. Power is yours, is the glory forever. 
more time. Let's realign with our purpose that he's given to us. Say yours is the kingdom. Disciples ask Jesus how to pray. And he starts with like this. Our Father that's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's how he starts the prayer. It's how he teaches them how to pray, to call down things that are not as though they are, to call down heavenly realities into earthly circumstances, to watch breakthrough in the lives of those around us, starting with those that we love. And so you, you have the power to release the kingdom. You have the power to pray out things that are not as though they are. You have the power to declare the spiritual realities into the lives of those around you. That's you. You've been empowered to release this kingdom. That's you. You're a hope carrier. So go ahead and find your seat one more time for me. And go ahead and grab a journal and a pen because we are about to bring this whole thing to its conclusion. A journal, a pen, if you have your phone, you can take notes on that, really encourage you. Journals and pens are awesome, man, they're real time. You can write down the words uh, that God gives and then you can run with it later in your life. But there's really three questions that we wanna bring everything to in the Follow the Cloud series. Three questions that should be able to be asked in the lives of anybody who is following Jesus. And the first one is this. What has the Holy Spirit been saying to you? The Holy Spirit's always speaking. The question is, are we actively listening? God's always whispering. So that we'll lean forward lean into it, draw close, hear what he has to say. So over the course of our time, over the course of the series, what has the Holy Spirit been speaking to you? He usually is trying to ping you like, a, like, a, like an echo, like a, like a sonar, like an echo back and forth, trying to ping you, trying to get your attention with the same kind of thought over and over and over. What is it? Write it down. Sometimes he wants to actually get you to write something down that has to do with belief even more than behavior. That is, he's trying to get you to think about how your thinking has been wrong so that you can adjust it and start to follow him. Maybe, maybe he's changing literally the way you think about God or the way you think about our church family or the way you think about your identity, relationship, purpose of your life. What's the Holy Spirit been saying? Here's the next question. Where is Jesus inviting me to submit to lordship? Lordship. If Jesus is Lord, then I am not. When Jesus is Lord, I don't have to be. He gets to direct and determine the direction of my life. So where is it? Where does he want you to change course? To start to follow, write it down. This is usually the area of your life that you feel like is a wrestle. Like, maybe country speak, a wrestle. You gotta wrestle it. You're wrestling with him in an area, it's usually uh, the area of your life that you're struggling back and forth in, that he's like, yes, that, I want that. Because by the way, I don't want the thing, I want your heart. The obedience draws you close. Where is he inviting you to submit to lordship? And the final one, what is your next step? It's amazing what can happen, the journey of a lifetime, if we take one next obedient step at a time. 
Next steps are not uh, expectations to fulfill. They're absolutely discoveries to be made. And your life doesn't hop forward. It's one next step at a time. His word is truly uh, a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. Why? Because if I had a spotlight, then I would try to direct the whole thing. I'd see way out in front of me, a lamp, one next step at a time, just a little bit. One word at a time, one step, one thing that God's speaking. What is your next step? Write it down. And as you write it down, believe by faith that's a, that's a prophetic declaration over your life that if you start to actually do it and you start to actually follow those three things and you, and you look back on what God has said, when your mind gets fuzzy and when the semester gets busy and when life comes at you, you can look back and remember God's goodness because God's good at being good and he keeps drawing us forward into his goodness. He wants us to experience all that he is. What else do we have? Like, like just him, that's it. It, it. it begins, it ends, it journeys just with the goodness of God. So he wants to give you that. He wants you to write it down so that you may be able to run with it later in life. Thank you, Jesus, for all the things you're speaking to us. We want to be able to answer those questions honestly during any given season of our life. We don't graduate from getting to answer these. We don't graduate from the school of identity. We don't graduate from taking next steps. That is the journey. The promised land is not a place. It's a journey of actually asking listening and responding and then following one next step at a time with Jesus.
All right, my heart is full of gratitude and thankfulness because Jesus, because Jesus is good and he leads our church one next step at a time and he gives us words like follow the cloud, revelation for our life to teach us more uh, about a redeemed, uh, you know, identity, a reconciled relationship, a restored purpose in him. I'm believing by faith that something is really broken through over these eight weeks. This is the end of follow the cloud. It is not the end of this journey. It's not the end of the journey of following Jesus. So I want to encourage you. We want to resource you on the journey. Over the course of the time, we got all the resources of Valley Creek Plus. We have Follow the Cloud as a book. I want to encourage you, get Follow the Cloud. Read it. If you haven't read it yet, you only heard about 10% of all that is in that book. That's part of the story of our church family. We want to give you a poster today. There's a poster that's out in the atrium. If you didn't get to pick one of these up last week, basically, we want to give you an open poster where you can fill in about who you are and who God is and what you're created to do and let that hang on your wall and believe it by faith and let it just pour over your eyes and your heart when you read it and know what God's spoken to you during this time. So grab one of those. If you need prayer for anything, come on down front. People wanna pray for you after service. If you want to give, giving is just a response to the goodness of God. God is so good. He's been so good. And so if you wanna give, you can give at the boxes or online at valleycreek.org, the boxes by the doors as you go. Uh, if I haven't yet had, had a chance to say hi to you, I know there's a lot of new people here. I'd love to say hi and catch you before you leave the building. But as you go today, go knowing God is good. Jesus has forgiven you. You are loved. And everything is possible. May you go as a cloud follower. Blessings. Blessings.